Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Yo, technology, what is it all about? Facebook does not put in any safeguards, ignores, delay and obfuscation around real issues, leading to the weaponization of their platform and the subterfuge of our democracy. Welcome to your bonus episode of Danny in the Valley. This week, we have brought in Scott Galloway, a professor at NYU Business School. He is the author of The Four, which is a just a stinging critique of the big four tech companies, Apple, Google, Amazon, and Facebook. And of course, the prof is a listener favorite. Many of you who have been listening since last season will recognize Professor Galloway. He, uh, we interviewed him about six months ago about all the dodgy things big tech was up to. And he had lots of strong opinions and listeners seemed to really enjoy hearing what he had to say. So six months on, given that we are now in the eye of the tech lash storm with Zuckerberg and Congress and Amazon being slammed almost daily by the President of the United States and GDPR nearly being upon us, I thought what better time to bring the professor back to talk about how he sees the state of big tech in 2018, why he thinks each of the big four should be broken up, and whether there is any chance in hell that that might actually happen. Before we get to the show, just two quick production notes. On One is on structure to provide a little bit of focus to our chat. We went with the five questions gimmick, which I think worked pretty well. Uh, hopefully you agree. And then the other note is on sound. If it's a bit different than normal, that's because we did this over the interweb. Professor Galloway is based in New York. I am, of course, based in San Francisco and or the Valley. Anyhow, without further ado, here is my conversation with the professor. The first question, question one, is the internet broken? And when I say the internet, I mean the ad-driven system where you get everything for free, but the, the deal you make is that you are fed ads and you are tracked around the internet, and it's, uh, that's kind of what makes this whole thing go around. I, I don't think it is. I think the internet, if you will, is nicotine, and that is it's addictive, which is bad. It can interrupt time with your family or time with, in your own head. The combustibles or the tobacco that gives you cancer is advertising. Netflix uses the internet to stream its content, but because it doesn't have advertising, there's not a temptation to get as many users as at any cost, allow any advertisers regardless of the content. It's advertising that's ruining everything or that is the, the cancer, and then the executives 
of big tobacco that refused to acknowledge the connection between unfettered advertising, unfettered growth, and the potential for bad outcomes are the executives of big tech. The real culprit here are the, if you will, the tobacco executives, which is our citizenry that refuses to elect officials to hold these companies to the same standards as the rest of corporate America and corporate Europe. So in sum, uh, internet nicotine, advertising the tobacco, Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Big Tobacco, but the people who are to blame here are the ones who refuse to put the same regulations we put on manufacturers who are pouring mercury into the rivers. So who's at fault here? What's broken? The man in the mirror, the citizenry. So that leads to my second question. Should Facebook be broken up? Oh, 100% yes. It looks like Facebook before they acquired Instagram. It should be Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, and Messenger, four companies. Maybe one of them raises their hand and says in an internal meeting, you know, we've got to figure out a way to compete against Facebook and Messenger and WhatsApp, who are now our competitors. I know. Let's tell PNG and Unilever, who are all staffed and run by people who are very patriotic and have a real concern for the democracy and the integrity of their elections, and let's say to them, we're going to take some of our free cash flow and we're going to make sure that our network is impenetrable. And we're going to screen our content, we're going to screen our advertisers, it's going to be extraordinarily expensive, but I can guarantee you, I can look you in the eyes, that this platform will not be weaponized to subterfuge our democracy. And I think a lot of advertisers would be very receptive to that. So competition is the answer here. I actually don't think it's regulation. These companies need to be held accountable. They need to stop avoiding taxes. They need to be regulated like media companies. But there is a danger that regulation goes too far and becomes ham-handed. So I, the secret sauce that builds great, great societies, and that's capitalism. It's competition. So yeah, break that shit up. And you say we should break these guys up. Facebook, I presume, do you also mean Google? Google has largely kind of continued to glide, glide on by in the background. Yeah, well, everyone's just staying out of the way of a train wreck. Sometimes the best activity is just to sit back and let someone else make an idiot of themselves. And Mark Zuckerberg has unwittingly become the poster child for everything wrong with big tech because Facebook has literally become the textbook case for how not to handle a crisis. Starbucks has something awful happen in one of the stores. Next day, CEO says, this is unacceptable. I will make sure this will not happen again. Crisis at Facebook, Sheryl Sandberg and Mark Zuckerberg retreat to the caves of Kandahar. No one hears from them for almost a week. And then they come out and start making a series of excuses along the lines of, there will always be bad actors on the platform. Well, that's nonsense. The next day, Mark Zuckerberg should have come out and said, look, I don't have all the facts. I don't know what happened here, but I am personally committing to making sure this never happens again. And he still hasn't made that commitment. This will be the textbook case study and how not to handle a crisis. So the dynamics are really interesting around this, and that leads me to question three, which is, why has Amazon been able to completely avoid a regulatory crackdown? Because when we talk about the negative effects or the side effects of these businesses, I mean, arguably, Amazon is destroying real jobs. Nobody's talking about Amazon. Actually, it's still, Jeff Bezos is still celebrated. So if you talk about job destruction, Facebook and Google are probably more guilty because they're going to hire 25,000 more people to service the $28 billion in growth this year. But the big agency conglomerates will have to lay off 150 to 250,000 if they lose that money, which they will, because media and advertising has become a zero-sum game. Amazon should be broken up because of anti-competitive um, activity. Or simply put, the key to functioning capital markets is no one company has too much 
influence. And Amazon can now perform Jedi mind tricks and take any sector down billions just with press releases. So Amazon puts out a press release in conjunction with J.P. Morgan and Berkshire Hathaway saying we're going to look at healthcare costs. No details, <laughs> no color, no idea what it means. But because the word Amazon is in the press release, on the opening bell the next day, the healthcare industry sheds $31 billion in value. When you can deny competitors access to capital or increase their cost of capital without even competing with them, which is threatening to compete with them, you have become too powerful. And Amazon is well past that stage. Now, why have they not been broken up? Why will they likely not be broken up for a while? A few things. One, Mark Zuckerberg, again, is providing great cloud cover. Is yeah. not near, is not, Jeff Bezos is not nearly as tone deaf as uh, Zuckerberg. Two, tremendously deaf, prophylactic, 88 full-time lobbyists in D.C. Facebook is starting to staff up. But How Bezos many full-time look, lobbyists? As of now, it's 88. Well, that was last week. It's probably 100 by now. 88 and full-time lobbyists. 88 full-time lobbyists in Washington. How does that compare to like Google and Facebook? I don't know what the answers are for Google and Facebook, but I think Facebook's much lower. I think Apple never bought into the game as much. But you know what? The honest answer is I don't know. I just know Amazon has 88 full-time people in D.C. having lunch and playing golf with lawmakers. And in addition, Donald Trump has unwittingly immunized Amazon against regulation when he came out against them and made these just, just these stupid comments where he said, Amazon needs to be broken up because they don't pay state income tax. Well, no, they actually do pay state income tax. They don't pay corporate income tax because they run a break even. And it comes across as what it is, a partisan hack attack against Amazon because of the Washington Post. So it comes across as partisan, it comes across as personal. And all of a sudden the far left representatives, including Bernie Sanders, who were raising concerns about Amazon's dominance, have gone quiet because the man-child, the ass-clown that is our president, has decided to go after Amazon, which immediately turns the far left into Amazon's defenders. In addition to that, no one is going to regulate the guy who throws out the first pitch of the Washington Nationals baseball game opening day next season, which is going to be Jeff Bezos. HQ2 is going to be in D.C. because Bezos is smarter than all of us and realize that he needs a prophylactic against regulation and that key inoculation will be to be the local boy, HQ2 will be in DC. No one's gonna regulate the guy hiring thousands or tens of thousands of people in that hometown. Right, question four, which is, you know, you have the delete Facebook movement, which I don't think is making a dent. We're hoping Washington or Brussels make new rules, but what about the advertisers? They're, you know, if these are engines, they are the fuel. They're, they're the ones putting the money behind these and into these companies. If they were really concerned, I mean, couldn't they just stop spending? They are concerned and they can't stop spending. Laura Ingram, Fox News host, insults or mocks a 17-year-old, which is a terrible thing. A third of her advertisers abandon her within 14 days. Facebook does not put in any safeguards, ignores, delay and obfuscation around real issues, leading to the weaponization of their platform and the subterfuge of our democracy. And seven of the five million advertisers have announced they're leaving, including Pet Boys, Playboy, and Commerce Bank. I mean, basically nobody has left Facebook. Why? Are they not good people who don't care about the Commonwealth? Of course not. They do. But we have a monopsony in that I mean, who's the customer here? The consumer, 2.1 billion people, 200 
and 80 million adults in America, 213 on Facebook. So do you really have a choice? What social network do you go to if you're off of a Facebook property? Well, you go to Instagram. Okay, well, that's also owned by Facebook. So they have monopoly power there. They also have monopsony power because there's only two places to advertise online to acquire consumers or create awareness, and that's Facebook and Google, who own two-thirds of all digital marketing. So the five million advertisers on Facebook don't really have a choice. They need Facebook a lot more than Facebook needs them. So yeah, would they like to leave? Can they? No. This is the this is the downside. This is the danger of monopolies and duopolies. Power corrupts. If we had 11 different companies and could advertise a bunch of different places, you would see Mark Zuckerberg singing a different tune and committing, committing to ensuring this doesn't happen again. But right now, he doesn't need to, because where do they go? They don't have any choice. Right. Those numbers are extraordinary. Seven out of five million advertisers left. What big advertiser has said we're no longer work, uh, working with yeah. Facebook? Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 150 to 200,000 job losses for agencies. Are you talking about ad agencies and why is that happening? Well, if you look at Facebook and Google, I think we'll add an incremental $20 billion in revenue to their top line this year. The media industry globally is a flat business. It's not growing. So what that means is someone's losing $28 billion. So using as a proxy, the analysis we did here was using as a proxy the media conglomerates, WPP, IPG, Omnicom and Publicy, we looked at how many people they need to service $28 billion in revenue. And they need about a quarter of a million people. So it's not going to entirely come out of their hides. But if $25 billion in revenue comes out of what we call traditional advertising and media and communications, then you're going to see the traditional or the old economy side of this coin lose about a quarter of a million people. Now, granted, we're going to, we're going to gain 25 or 28,000 better, higher paying jobs. But we're going to lose we're going to lose four Yankee stadiums of creative directors, agency planners, copywriters. You're going to see if you know a lot of people in the traditional media world that work for ad agencies, uh, that work for even analytics platforms, even digital marketing firms, if they're not Facebook or Google, a lot of those people are going to decide to spend more time with their families. There's going to be incredible job destruction in the media world. And you're going to see it across the traditional guys. I mean, the most recent, Martin Sorrell, right? I think if that business had been humming, they would have found a reason to keep him on. But now there's just going to, everyone's going to look for excuses 
to abandon or fire or leave traditional media. The media business is going to be Vietnam for the next five to seven years. You have Facebook and Google continue their march, zero growth. So we're going to see tremendous job destruction in um, the communications right. field. Last question, question five. Why is this time different? Because, you know, a century ago we had the robber barons and they were broken up and, you know, because they were deemed too powerful and, you know, they were destroying jobs and destroying industries, etc. These four companies that you wrote your book on, Apple, Google, Facebook, and Amazon, I think between them they're worth about $3 trillion. And maybe that's the answer. Uh, why is this time different than any other time we've had, you know, big companies come out of nowhere to dominate? Uh, I don't think it is d different. I think a natural part of the economic cycle is through great execution, luck, trends in the economy. You have one or a small set of companies that acquire so much influence and so much power that we need to break them up because small companies can't get out of the crib and large companies are euthanized prematurely. They haven't done anything wrong. They're not evil. The guys at Ma Bell were not evil people. The people at, you know, the railroads were not bad people. They were doing what they were supposed to be doing. The difference then is that we had elected officials that did their job. And when they saw that one transportation company was putting other transportation companies out of business, when they saw Ma Bell was making it impossible for innovation and Telco, which offered extraordinary opportunity for innovation, we went in and we broke them up and we oxygenated the marketplace the same way we did in 99 when we warned Microsoft to stop killing small companies, i.e. Netscape, in the crib. We are at that point again. We are overdue. The market needs oxygenation. It's not different this time other than it's gone on too long. We are overdue. As Darth Vader said to Luke, search your feelings. You know this to be true. Would we be better off with an ecosystem of Apple, Amazon, Facebook, and Google, which is where we are now, or Apple, iTunes, Amazon, AWS, Amazon Fulfillment, Facebook, Messenger, WhatsApp, Google, Google Cloud, YouTube, where would there be more hiring, a broader tax base, more competition, maybe fewer billionaires, but a lot more millionaires, the second ecosystem. Search your feelings, you know this to be true, it is time to break up big tech. So following up on that, you basically have to rewrite the rules in order to be able to do that though, don't you? Because these these companies, how they do business is fundamentally different than you know selling a physical good, except maybe Apple. But even Apple, you know, they're not the dominant player in any industry they play in. There's a, there's a different way to look at markets. You can look at what's good for the consumer, you can look at market dominance. But my sense is when the sentiment turns against these guys, there are a lot of regulatory bodies globally that can figure out ways to begin the breakup of these guys. In the U.S., you know, traditional antitrust law is written kind of Chicago Bork. If it's good for the consumer, you leave it alone. I think likely there will be a movement that says if you look at market dominance and one company has 92% share, what does that do to markets? What does it do when Amazon can take any stock down 30% in 30 days with 30 press releases. I think antitrust law will likely have to be rewritten or an AG or an EU commissioner just may step in and go gangster on these guys and start finding them. You know, instead of finding Google 3 billion, find them 30 billion. You know, there's, if there's a will, there's a way. The, the, you know, the world, it's not the world is what it is, it's the world is what we make of it. And I think if we hold our elected officials accountable and say that 
there's no way to ignore the decline in middle class wages and the correlation with the ascent of big tech. There's no way to ignore the tax avoidance where Google can do $7 billion in revenue in the UK and pay $50,000 in taxes because they claim they're not making money there. There's no way that Apple should be able to hide a quarter of a trillion dollars in Europe, the GDP of Denmark, and pay an effective tax rate of 4%. It's uncomfortable that Amazon's about to become the most valuable company in the world, our first trillion dollar market cap company, and yet having effectively paid no corporate income tax. These are all things we can solve for. There's a variety of ways, but it all comes down to leadership, and it all comes down to the electorate electing people who will hold these firms accountable such that we can sustain what has been the greatest force of good and progress in the history of mankind, and that is the European and American middle classes. Right. And you think that worm has turned? Yeah, 100%. 18 months ago, the only argument was, was which CEO is more Christ-like or going to run for president. Now people are angry. It's not going to be consumer-led. People, you know, when people get mad about Facebook they, to express their rage, they go on Facebook or Instagram <laughs> to express their rage. But I do think that we're, our tax base, job destruction, the straw that broke the camel's back wasn't even the weaponization of these platforms, or specifically the weaponization of Facebook. It was the tone-deaf response and the poor leadership that Mark Zuckerberg and Sheryl Sandberg offered. I think that it was the straw that broke the camel's back, and it's going to create a lot of, stiffen a lot of backbones of regulators and lawmakers to go after these guys. Fascinating. Well, uh, it'll be a, should be an interesting 2018. I feel like uh, Facebook's um, 2018 is shaping up to be like Uber's 2017. It's yeah. gonna be interesting. Look, thank you very much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Have a good thank one. Thank you, Danny. And that is all the time we have. I wanna give a big thank you to the professor. I managed to grab about 30 minutes of his time before he was heading off to give a lecture to a whole classroom full of, well, actually not millennials, I guess it'd be Gen Z or maybe, I don't know what comes after Gen Z, but young folks. Anyhow, thank you as always for listening and for rating and reviewing. Please keep doing it. It's really, really helpful. So take a moment, give a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And in the meantime, you can find me in the newspaper, in the Sunday Times, and online at thetimes.co.uk, and on Twitter at Danny Fortson, and on the electronic mail at danny.fortson, F-O-R-T-S-O-N, at sunday-times.co.uk. Till next week. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.